Hi there, and welcome to Unprofessional. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm joined by Dave Wiskus and our very, very special guest, Amy Jane Gruber. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us, Amy. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be very fun. It's, you know, what's funny is I only learned today definitively that you could be called just Amy and not Amy Jane. Since, you know, you go with Amy Jane on Twitter, I never knew if it was always Amy Jane, like you were like a Mary Lou kind of thing. Oh, but right, right. Then I found out that today from, from Dave's emails, I'm trusting Dave's emails to you that I could just go with Amy and it was safe. No, that is, that is totally fine. Um, people in my family call me Amy Jane. My grandmother calls me Amy Jane. My grandmother but, calls me Amy Jane. That's weird. That is so weird. That is so weird. Our grandmothers probably know each other. <laughs> it's possible. No, they, we, you know, Lex and I grew up in the same town. It's true. I grew up, well, I don't know if it was exactly the same. I grew up in Wyoming. Missing. You didn't yeah, grow up well, in Wyoming. Missing. You know why he says that? He grew up in the rich part of town. <laughs> oh. He did. I, I did. It. I'll bet your dad's a doctor. He um, is? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Rich part of town. Why I'm missing. Snotty. Totally I will say sorry. that because of because of the following people, I'm not the most famous person from I'm Missing, and they are in no particular order: Taylor Swift and um, John Goslin from John and K Plus Eight. Oh, really? So screw those two. <laughs> See, so do you so know? You do you know Taylor Swift? Can you give me her number? I used to lie and say that I babysat Taylor Swift. I didn't. I mean, she was <laughs> enough years younger than I was that, that would have been possible, but I didn't. I did know John Goslin, uh, who started out like four years ahead of me and was held back enough times that we ended up, and he was just one year ahead of me. Really? Yeah. He's Are you only a little sad. I'm deadly serious. Every day when I log into Facebook, it says I should add John Goslin as a friend, and every day I say no. <laughs> I get that same thing with your name. <laughs> yeah. So. Now, Amy and I have something in common, Dave, that you and I do not have in common. And what is that? We're both incredibly attractive people. But besides that... <laughs> um, I'll agree with that. I I'll thought you that. were going to say we're both attracted to John Gruber. <laughs> yeah, we're both in love with John Gruber. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and John follows both of us. On, no, that's not right. No, that's not true. Only two of us here get followed by John. God damn it. Are we really talking about that? <laughs> no. But the, the thing that, we all, that, that Amy and I have in common is that we are parents. As far as you know, Dave, you are not a parent. Is, uh, to the best of my knowledge. There have been moments, but no, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not a parent. Good for you. I, I prefer to remain that way, if at all possible. And Amy, you just have one kid, is that right? I like the way you're a little condescending about it. Like, oh, you just have you one. Just have, you, no, just, no. You, you have just I've a peddling one, is that right? Only one, only one that she knows of. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, just because you have a shit ton of kids. I mean, I've seen your pictures. Like, there's kids crawling <laughs> on the walls. Right. It's, I, I, it's three, but I mean, you have two it men. feels like 12. Yeah. Lex's kids, it's like if you see one, there's like 100 you don't see. <laughs> right, right. They're like cockroaches. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> For every one you see, there's 100 in the walls. And they hide under the refrigerator. It's true. Oh, no, it's you have a lot of kids. How old is your oldest kid? I have uh, Anya is five, Sierra is three, and Liam is one. He's like 16 months. Wow. That's awful. I don't believe I don't believe for a second that you only have three kids. <laughs> it's it, the the thing is is uh, you know I I work from home and I'm always at home and they're often at home so they, yeah how do you do that I mean that's hard. Well for me I have you know I have the office with an office door and it's closed and they know the rules now they you know there are times if you know say if my wife Lauren is putting the baby to sleep then the kids are on their own in the playroom and they might somebody might wander over into the office to ask me a question or to mediate a disagreement about whose turn it is to sit on the Dory couch. But uh, for the most part, it's pretty good. Like when I close the door, they know that I'm at work. And when I have the door open and I'm not in the office, then I'm, you know, quote unquote at home. And that, that works out pretty well. Wow. The what we, couch? 
The Dora couch. Yeah, you don't know. couch. Do you know that uh, I escaped having a child without ever seeing an episode of Dora the Explorer? My kid is not into it. Good for you. Yeah, no, it's it's actually a real big accomplishment. I feel like that's solid parenting. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what? We only let him watch movies. Um, he doesn't watch a lot of cartoons and stuff like that. He watches mostly movies. Interesting. Um, well, I have no, the same the, approach. I have the, the same approach with my dog. <laughs> Are you one of those dog equals kids people? Yeah, I don't let her watch too much TV. It's not I good don't. for them. No. Now, so, is one kid though? I don't think that's an. I, I don't actually mean to disparage it. I think no, that one is plenty kidding. hard. No, I know. Um, but the listeners might not. <laughs> they might think I'm a dick. I am, but not for this. Um, but was is I, I don't know the polite way to ask this question, but since I already sort of know the answer, I'm just going to ask it in a way that could be potentially rude. Uh, was one kid by choice? Was that a decision? Let's stick with let's stick with just the one. Yeah, I think. Well, I think when we started out, we didn't know how many we'd want to have, and then we had one, and we were like, "This is good." Um, like a, we know our limits. I, I don't think that we could. That we could do anymore. I think that one really kicked our butts, and and that's it. Um, yeah, I, I just and we were both on immediate agreement. Like, this is good. We're done. And I, I don't know. Like, what if the next one's an asshole? Right. I mean, I mean, you've got three. You've got to have one asshole in there, right? <laughs> it's fair. Um, no, you know, it's, but you know, it's, the, I'll tell you. When, you know, you do. <laughs> when we had the first one, and then the, the, you know, it was time to start thinking about, you know, do we want to have more? I, I could have gone either way. Um, at the time, you know, I said, "Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted with one, and I think that I could be totally content. I don't feel like I'm missing anything, but I'm also, I'm not opposed to having more." Um, I'm really glad we did because as it turns out, I like the second one a whole lot and I like the third one a whole lot too. So it worked out well. But I mean, I, I very much understand the perspective of, you know, I, I remember when I used to have free time and now I don't have so much free time and I can't imagine having even less free time um, by adding more. And, you know, it's a lot of work. I, in some ways, I, I always wished that we had had triplets the first time around because I feel like you couldn't be three times as tired doing the, you know, midnight Diaper right. changes and things like that. And so that way you could get all the hard stuff out of the way first. Just knock it all happen. out at once. Just right. not. But you kind of did it where you don't have a lot of space between your kids. Every once in a while I'll say to John, let's have a baby. And just to see if he's listening to me. <laughs> and he <laughs> freaks out. But um, yeah, like now would be ridiculous. It would be starting all over. But you've got, I mean, I would imagine what, maybe two of those kids are in diapers still? Maybe mm -hmm. just one? If the one's three. The, the three-year-old is potty trained, but she sleeps in a pull-up at night. Right, right. Yeah, that's the boy terrible. has absolutely no interest in potty training. The, his <laughs> sisters were were fairly potty trained at this stage, um, because they were both interested, and he just does not care at all. Yeah, I think with three kids, I would have difficulty not sleeping in a pull up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think three is a lot, and like I and John and I just know that we don't have that unconditional love thing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we love Jonas so much, but if Jonas were an asshole, I think that we're the kind of people to call a spade a spade and be like, this kid's an asshole. Now, I don't know where it would be if Jonas had been an asshole and maybe we would have gone for one more. Right. We can't go out on that note. Right, right. But for right now, you know, all our eggs in, are in one basket. That's, well, so to speak. Do you have a um, – <laughs> for for me, I'm the kind of person when, when Lauren was pregnant, at least the first time around, I read a lot of 
you know, pregnancy books and, and how to be a dad books. And then as my kids were, at least, you know, in the early years, I was reading variety of parenting books. Uh, and, well, you, you know, sound like to, a very good parent. Well, maybe. <laughs> obsessive. Like, it's how I pursue anything. Like, if I'm going to start right. something new, I want to know everything there is to know about it. Even if I don't agree with everything I'm reading, I just want I, I was doing tons of research and figuring out what my parenting philosophy is. And it's changed like eight times. But do you feel like you, did you do that kind of research or did you develop a parenting philosophy of some sort? Do you know what? We, I mean, I certainly, when I was pregnant, I read tons of things to know all about like what to expect. And I got very into like, cause there's so much baby crap out there, like yeah. gear. And I got very into like figuring out like, what's the best car seat? What's the safest one? And you know, what are, what's the best sling and all this crazy stuff. But then I don't know, once he was born, it just seemed like we were kind of winging it. And then we went through a really rough patch when he was three. Like, all of a sudden, he just turned into a complete dick. <laughs> and so we were just like, oh, my God. And I think I put up a picture on Flickr once. Like, I, like it's like we had put him to bed at 6 o'clock, and I was on my third drink, and he had been incredibly <laughs> terrible. And I bought, like, five parenting books on Amazon. That's and they were, funny. like, love and logic and parenting the strong-willed child and – and then it passed, so I never read them. In one of those books, did it say, <laughs> be on your third drink when you put your child to bed? <laughs> I think, you know, I think that's implied. They oh, don't okay. actually come out and say it, but it's That's implied. an instinctive thing. <laughs> yeah, wow. right, right. I've, never, are, I've never had that experience. I don't mean to judge. Those I'm are my saying. mothering instincts. And I think that is also the night where I made a, like a vodka drink out of like an Elmo juice box. It was like... <laughs> Pellegrino vodka and Elmo juice. Nice. That sounds like something I would. Yeah, no, it was a total, total parenting thing. The biggest thing for me <laughs> that I decided that I wanted to have be part of my parenting philosophy before uh, any of my kids were born was that I didn't want to be, I, I did not believe in or support corporal punishment. Um, like killing your kids? Like killing them. No, like my. <laughs> capital punishment. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> you know, my, you know there, there, there was definitely spanking in my house growing up. Um, I bet. And uh, not the sexy kind. Well, as, not involving me. This got gross. Um, but, you know, I, I, just, I decided, you know, I did not want to go that route. We were not going we to spank. And um, I'm glad that I made the decision ahead of time. One, because I think, you know, if, as, a, as a girl who broke up with me in college because she said, hey, if your parents spanked you, then you're going to spank your kids. And I don't want to marry a guy who's going to do that. Uh, so we're breaking up. College um, girls are so annoying. I know. I hate her. Um, <laughs> I you know how I know I'm not ready for kids? I keep giggling whenever you say spank. But, <laughs> but you know, if I, I feel like if I hadn't made the, you know, the, the mental decision ahead of time, I'm never going to hit my kids. I definitely understand why parents hit their kids because sometimes kids are pieces of shit and they deserve to be hit or at least it, yeah. it would be so cathartic to hit them. Right. But um, that's for you. You right, know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's not for them because I know like we don't hit Jonas either. And, um, but Can I, I hit him just I, once? Just <laughs> once. <laughs> no, but I won't say it's never crossed my mind. Right. You know? <laughs> like, that's and that, like exactly. Like if I had right. made this decision, I'm never going to do it. I could totally see the appeal. Right. Um, and but you're right. It's for you. And yeah, it's, it's for just, you. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, man, there's and there are times when you know, Lauren and I will say to each other, "Man, I would, I wish we could smack our kids right now." And you know, the nice thing is we don't do it. Um, but man. Kids are really shitty sometimes. They're really yeah. good a lot of times. I'm really happy to have kids. I really like being a dad. I like being a dad even more than I expected to, which is nice. But, uh, man, sometimes kids suck. 
right? I've never no. really seen the appeal of it. I think uh, I think that your childhood maybe paints a picture of whether or not you would be a good parent or whether or not you want to be a parent. My childhood does not lend itself to me being a good parent at all. So you think, Dave, that your childhood, whatever lousy experiences you had in your childhood. I don't want to say lousy. I had an interesting childhood. You had, I had a much an interesting different... childhood. Yeah. I, uh, you know, my, my mom moved me around. My parents divorced when I was three and my mom moved me around a lot. I, I just want to say, Dave, it wasn't your fault. It, it wasn't your fault. Uh, thank you. Are we going to, are we going to tell my story? Are we going to tell my favorite story ever? I, I think, I think we're I about think we're to gonna tell that. Okay. Oh God. You laughed so hard at this when I told you. And I think that I told everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. Which was which was fun. I mean, that's not a story I often get to tell. And until that, until it came out, uh, wherever we were. It, it yeah, I don't remember. Until, I, I hadn't thought about that in years. Really? Like, it, it didn't cross my mind that that might have affected me in some it way. It is so So it was a weird, weird sort of therapy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you don't mind uh, talking about it? I mean, because it's kind of... Oh, of course not. Yeah, because then, then I kind well, of felt bad that I had told everyone, but it was like the most unbelievable and you seem you know totally fine with it but go ahead i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty well adjusted you are incredibly well adjusted uh, i don't even know the story oh, oh you oh this is going to be a joy Uh-oh, for it's you it's so fabulous so the lead in here is my mom my parents divorced in history my mom moved me around a lot and i lived in um well, the, the people ask where i'm from it's always hard to answer that question but there's there's kind of three answers to that one is um like south central la and it didn't strike me at the time that that was a strange thing. It was, you know, I kind of got used to being the white kid and whatever. Um, and this is the part that normally I say it and then I have to explain, but Aurora, Colorado, which uh, normally I have to explain why that's a bad part of town. <laughs> and uh, uh, now, now since that guy went into the theater and shot a bunch of people, it's a little bit more obvious why that would be a place you don't want to grow up. But along the way, I also lived in Vegas for a oh, while wow. at uh, uh, a little place called the Circus Circus. Circus. He lived in Circus Circus. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so, it so amazing. Excited. Like Circus Circus. I lived circus. in the Circus Circus. Circus Circus is so freaking terrible. I mean, it's just like it's, oh you go in and you start to get itchy. I mean, and, and the people, it, it's really the people. It's very similar to like, I don't know, Lex, if you've ever gone to Atlantic City. Yes. Or now we have um, casinos in Philadelphia and it's all people who shouldn't be at casinos during the day spending their money. And that's... Or out in the sun during the day. <laughs> There's like a super desperate vibe at Circus Circus. And maybe it wasn't that way. Well, no, I think it's heyday was way before you would have lived there. No, it's pretty. it was pretty desperate. Looking yeah. back, it was pretty desperate. At the time, as a kid, it seemed kind of cool. As an adult, uh, after that conversation in San Francisco, I kind of wanted to go back and let my mom know how much I resented her for not putting us up in the Bellagio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, let's do this right if we're going to yeah, do this. Was your mom like a it. cocktail waitress? Is that why you, sh- you were there? No. Uh, my my stepdad, I guess, at the time, they were only married for like a year or so. But my stepdad at the time was uh, an alcoholic and a gambling addict. Wow. Well, then there's so no better place. that was fun. There's no better place than Circus Circus for right. that. And you lived like st- in the hotel. Like, do you know that they have an RV park in the back? No. Like, you can I did not you know that. No, I lived in the hotel R- I am a Circus Circus expert. I really... Um, we go to Vegas a lot, and um, I, I don't know. Like every trip, I have to make this pilgrimage to Circus Circus because it's just so unreal. 
it's just so I haven't been there. I haven't been there since I lived there. And uh, to this day, I was like six or seven at the time. To this day, the smell of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies (laughs) reminds me of the Circus Circus. I'm not joking. (laughs) I'm dead serious. We should take you back there for like a Barbara Walters style type thing and we'll film it. I'll break down crying. (laughs) Your childhood home. So when you lived there, did they have the amusement park in the back? Um, no, I don't yeah, think I so. Think I remember there was like a big trapeze thing in the middle or something. Oh yeah, it's like I remember it's walking like around drug addicted and... Russian girls throwing themselves around. That sounds hot. Which, as an adult, sounds <laughs> yeah. awesome. As a kid, it was it was a little less. Uh, well, I mean, it was still it was awesome in a different way. Do you know what's kind of cool though? Lots of kids at Circus Circus. Every time um, we go, there's tons of kids, and I guess because there is that amusement park in the back. But it's just like Vegas is so not a place for children, and like. Circus Circus has like a stink. It's it's like in the walls. It's in the fifty year old carpet, and it's just like I don't know. Every time I'm in there, I feel like I'm getting cancer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that lingering cigarette. <laughs> it smells like Europe. so when you right. if, when you go, then you leave Jonas home. We yes, we always we always leave Jonas home. We leave him with my mother. Oh, um, not not just alone. Well, you know, just leave out a bag of popcorn. And right. <laughs> He'll, He'll graze. We've got an alarm on the house. Um, get a baby monitor. You'll be fine. <laughs> really? I, I would like to do that. Go into a store. And do you have, you know, do you have one with a range of like 2,000 miles? <laughs> Surely there's an app for that. <laughs> exactly. Long distance baby monitor. You know what? Wait a few months and Marco will make one. The, um, man, I, you know, it's my only real Vegas connection. I mean, I, I like going to Vegas, although I'm generally... My whole life, I've been too cheap to have a whole lot of fun there because anytime I lose, I get really angsty and unhappy. I guess nobody likes to lose, but it, it leaves me feeling sour on the whole experience, so I don't go too often. Uh, but um, my, mo- I guess my penultimate trip to Vegas, uh, I went with three Orthodox Jews and myself, and we were gonna we were gonna go over. I gotta tell you, this sounds amazing. Yeah. So we le- <laughs> did you walk into I a was bar? Living, yeah, I was living in L.A. And we we have to wait until after sundown on Saturday so they can go in the car. So we just so horrible. We start driving Saturday night, and we drive through. And there was first there was an accident on the road with like helicopter and things, so the whole highway stops. So we we get there at like four in the morning, and we immediately I don't remember which casino we're in, but uh, this was before Anna Nicole Smith, rest in peace, uh, had died. <laughs> And she comes up, she's at this casino too, and she comes up to a blackjack table where my buddy Dave, with his, you know, yarmulke on, is playing. And she's there with uh, the lawyer Howard Stern, not the cool Howard Stern. And <laughs> she's she's watching him for a few minutes, just standing and watching Dave play, which is also what I'm doing, but yeah. I know Dave. And um, not Dave Whiskus, by the way. This isn't me, this by is, the way. This is a different yeah, no, Dave. No, this and, is yarmulke, uh, can't get in the car right. till sundown. Dave. This is Jewish Dave, right. And so finally she says, excuse me. Are Jews actually allowed to gamble? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was nice that she said, excuse me. And, and Dave said, yes. And then she says, well, does wearing the yarmulke, I don't think she called it yarmulke. I think she probably said that. But you know, does yeah. wearing that give you extra luck? And Special power. Dave thought for a minute and then he said, yes, yes, it does. And she was totally mesmerized and she watched him for like the next half hour and then walked away. But it was great. That's my best Vegas story. It says something. I, I can't imagine anybody who's paid any attention to history would ever think that that hat is good luck. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and really, if you know about the dreidel, dreidel is a gambling game at the end of the day. So come on. You've got the science <laughs> right true. there. That's true. Man. Well, let's. I want to talk about something else because I, I believe I read online 
I don't remember. On the yes, I don't know how I know this, Amy. I, it's the internet. I don't know if if you posted about it in one of your postings about Jonas or what, but I you've said that you knew John since childhood. Did you guys grow up in the same town? How how long have you known him? Um. Yeah, I think we met in kindergarten. We were in the same kindergarten class, and that's amazing. John John says that he had a crush on me in kindergarten, but I think he's just kind of kissing my ass. But <laughs> I was the cutest girl in kindergarten, um, and uh, you know. And then we were we were always um, well in elementary school. We were in different classes. He was in the dumber class, but <laughs> <laughs> once we got to high school. We were in all the same classes, and we were always friends. Um, I mean, he picked on me all the time, but we were in the same social circle. And, yeah, and I think, like, when we were 16, we started being interested in each other. He. Um, so I got to let's, – let's back up one second. John who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, I, have I met Tesh. this guy? <laughs> I was going to go Depp. John Tesh. I was going to go uh, Depp. Johnny uh, Depp. That's right. John Depp. I I bring it back to Johnny Depp all the time, um, yeah. But she's referring to the, the, the Mule Network's John Gruber, Dave. Oh yeah, Fam- the famous Mule for Network's his podcast. Very. Oh, he's the guy. He does the. He's the guy who makes the the Daring Fireball That's shirts. The one. <laughs> yeah, we, he's a t-shirt salesman. <laughs> right. Okay. I think I've actually read that online. Do you know that I am right now in Daring Fireball headquarters, and I can prove it? Can you hear that? Nice. That's yeah. a loud click. Oh, the clicky <laughs> keyboard. Listen to that. I know. I said to him, I was like, you know, if I they talk about something I don't know about, I can't quick look it up because your keyboard is going to give me away. The clackety clack clack clack. Last night, I'm here in Amsterdam. Last night, I'm out at a bar and a guy comes up. I'm wearing a Daring Fireball t-shirt and a guy comes up and he says, that's a very handsome shirt. Shut up. Well, you know what? Yeah. Well, what did you say? I said, thank you. I mean, I got the reference. Yeah. Well, do you know, I, I told you this story that... Um, when we were in San Francisco, I was actually walking to Mule, and I walked by the, the convention center, and um, there was a guy in a Daring Fireball shirt, and I said, uh, hey, handsome man, and he just, like, stopped and looked very scared, and I just kept walking, and it, but he just looked, like, horrified, like, oh, my God, this old woman is coming on to me. I don't like to, to issue blanket statements, but I would venture that the vast majority of men who attend WWDC aren't accustomed to being told they're handsome by strangers. <laughs> Oh, that that is sexy. It is. <laughs> How dare you? No, I, I love WWDC. That was fantastic. The bathroom situation was amazing. There are no lines for you, right? Yeah, I'm totally sad about the state of tech and there aren't enough women, but the bathroom situation is amazing. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. But um, Way yeah. to look at the silver lining. Right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. There, there are pluses to these things. So no, no, wait. I want to, I want to pick up this narrative where you left off. You said you're 16 and you guys get interested in each other. So you, you, it gets hot and heavy at age 16 time, as it does for don't, so many of us. Don't get crazy hot and heavy. <laughs> um, well, I mean, okay, I'm not going to say that. So <laughs> awkward. So you're, but you start dating, and then is that it? You get engaged and you're married at 17. No, no. In fact, I had another boyfriend in high school. Um, Holy shit. It's so scandalous. It's totally scandalous. Is he hugely successful on the internet? No, he's not. Not at all. (laughs) Does he have a clicky keyboard? I'll bet he does not. I'll bet he does not even have an Apple computer. Oh, my. You dated a Windows guy? You know what? You dodged a bullet. We were nothing then. We didn't. When I went to school. No, you know what? That's not true. We did have computers. We had those little (laughs) Macs with, like, the green, like, black screen with green writing. Which ones were those? 
I remember those. Are you sure it was a Mac? That sounds a little like a cable. I think it was a Mac. Absolutely. It was absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then when John got his first computer, it was an LC. So I had the Mac LC. He got that in college. That's so. a that's a forty megabyte hard drive computer. Yeah, yeah, it's ginormous, right? I think uh, it was is the pizza box shaped hard drive, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Are you allowed to talk about this, Lex? Yes. Uh, there are limits to what I can discuss since I, I work for Macworld, so I can't be on a tech podcast that's not part of the Macworld empire. But I'm allowed to mention that the LC was a pizza box shaped computer. You dick. It's in my contract that I get to mention at least once per episode that Lex can't talk about technology. <laughs> really? Ha ha. That's it's true. So, that's so I like throwing it in his face. You know what? And I was so in the mood to get crazy technical here today. I know. Let's like, talk just... about P-Man for a minute, could we? <laughs> like, it was a challenge. It's like, well, we're going to have Amy on the show. God, we can't talk about technology. What do we do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I'm right here. I'm at the Daring Fireball computer. I can... I could do anything. Do you want to post something? Let's post something. Let's. I, I want to know what's in his drafts folder. Okay, so, yeah. so you, <laughs> you date somebody else. Is John dating too, or is he just once once it's over with Amy, he's like, forget it. I'm I'm a monk now. No, no. I mean, it, it was kind of like I had this other boyfriend, but John was really into me, and um, you know, story of your life. It was kind of a weird thing, and then you know, we went to separate colleges. And so we did the long distance thing. And so, but it was, it was tumultuous. I mean, it was kind of hard to be apart and be college age, but we always, you know, he came to see me a few times and we saw each other on breaks. And so we were still together, but then, um, uh, we did break up when I went to law school. We just decided this was enough. He stayed in Philadelphia. I went to Pittsburgh to go to law school and we broke up. And I think we were broken up for like three months. And, you know, I'm sure he dated. We don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's for the best. <laughs> we just don't talk about it. But if he did date. Swarthy guy like that, you don't want to know too much. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what he was getting into. But, um, ew. That, was... <laughs> that really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. You know what? And Crazy. I really like thought, should I just gloss over it? And I was like, you know what? Get in front of it. Just acknowledge. <laughs> acknowledge that you said it. <laughs> No, but um, and then he was incredibly miserable when we broke up. So then we got back together. Man, that is sweet. So it it took it was not you did not know you were going to marry each other at sixteen. The marriage conversation didn't start then. No, no. I mean, in a stupid way, you know, we would talk about getting married, but I, you know, we certainly weren't ready. But we just, I think neither one of us ever believed that we had found the one when we were sixteen. Right. So we both kind of thought, and I, I think then when we broke up, like maybe he dated other people and he realized that, you know, we had something. This is getting very serious. I feel I like I'm on Oprah. <laughs> Op- I'm going to edit in dramatic. Open up later. Let us in. This is all of a sudden very, very serious. Bum, bum, bum. But then once. <laughs> I don't know what the hell music that was. That was like to catch a predator. That's <laughs> child molester. That's the vibe I was going for. <laughs> She's not still 16, Dave. <laughs> I mean, she looks still 16, but she's not. Oh, that is very sweet. You know, um, we were recently looking at old pictures, and, uh, you know, there were some where I was 16 or 15, and he was looking at them, and he's like, is it weird that I find you hot? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And, like, we kind of debated, like, I am a 16-year-old girl there, but he knew me when I was 16. So I don't know. Is that creepy? No, I think it's okay. I think you can still find... 
if you knew if he knew you when you were 16 it's okay if he didn't <laughs> yeah. know you and he's just seeing 16 year old pictures of you he can think it but not say it see you know what i've had i've had this experience i remember i was dating a girl and she was showing me pictures of when she was a kid mm-hmm. not like a like a little kid but like when she was like 16 17 18 and I remember thinking, wow, she was like, she was also really hot then. And I was very conflicted about that <laughs> thought. <laughs> it's kind of gross, right? Yeah, I think he should have just kept it to himself. But um, I-, I thought it was creepy. But he says it's okay because he do me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Sh- should I replay the Catch a Predator music? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I think it's time. Yeah, that's creepy. So now you were talking before about, or asking me, I guess, how I work with the kids at home. Now you're, uh, are, are you, would you consider yourself a stay at home mom? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I, I mean, I, I now, don't have a job. Right. Now I, I know that I, I, at Dub Dub, actually, I talked to John about how there are some people like our, our mutual friend, Dan Morin, who quote unquote works from home, but actually every friggin' day goes to a coffee shop, which sounds to me like the worst torture in the world to like go hell. and set up there. First of all, first of all, they You're don't have treadmill desks. You're kind of a little in love. Let's, let, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started on you nerds and your treadmill desk. But you're, <laughs> you're a little in love with Dan Morin, as an aside. Well, I'm, right? I mean... You're a little in love with him. He's, I've noticed that, too. Well, I have never seen... You know, I've seen... I, I've met you. I've met you more than once, right, Lex? Yes. And I have never seen you not standing next to Dan Morin, I don't think. Well, I mean, oh, I, he and I both wow. work for Macworld, and we both don't work in the San Francisco office, obviously. So we have we do a lot of online bondage, bonding, bonding <laughs> each day. Mm. Um, but no, what I was going to say is, you know, I, John and I actually, if we're going to work from home, we're going to work from home. Do, do you do you have to do special Jonas wrangling to keep him from interrupting Dad while he's at work, or is no. that not an issue? We don't have the same respect for John that your family seems to have for you. <laughs> <laughs> Your family seems to really, you know, care about you and respect your work. Yeah, we don't do that here. I mean, um, it's also I have I have hours and a boss, and he does not have to quite adhere to those kind of strict standards. I would imagine. It's no. also possible that Lex needs. He's made it clear to his family that he needs a lot of time alone to nurse the man crushes he has on like everybody in the industry. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is yeah. Daddy's time. Daddy's looking at pictures on Twitter right now. Yeah, I think it's not your family giving you respect. I think that they're just creeped out. (laughs) They're just totally creeped out by you. Um, That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) No. um, Awkward. I don't don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, I do. I bust into John's office all the time. And I'll be like, like, yesterday I got a haircut. And I just bust in. And I'm like, how do you like my haircut? Like, I really have no respect for him. I just want to say, by the way, that it's very nice that you said, how do you like my haircut? And not, like, just walked in and waited for him to try to notice that you had a haircut. I appreciate that. (laughs) No, no. I'm very direct. But the um, Superman blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I dyed my hair blue. Well, just pieces. I saw it on the internet. Oh, oh, on the internet. Very nice. Looks very nice. Thank you. Yeah, She's I, I, married, Dave. Jeez. <laughs> you know what? Dave is so charming. You can't you can't keep him down. He doesn't care. He's just charming. That's there's a, in one of your emails when we were setting the show up, you said uh, Dave's a total asshole in a good way. And I, I very seriously considering uh, considered changing my Twitter bio to say that. <laughs> I like an asshole. I don't know. Like I just oh, okay. <laughs> oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Now, wait a second. I thought I successfully stalked Amy Jane well enough on Twitter. How do you know about this blue hair situation? Where did I? I don't see this on Twitter anywhere. It was, oh, it was on Instagram. You know, follow me on Instagram. I follow you on Instagram. I just stopped using Instagram. Is yeah. that bad? 
Was it because of my complaints at uh, Macworld yeah. on stage? Yes. On a panel with the internet's own John Gruber, by the way. <laughs> I still don't know who this guy is. Uh, no, I, the thing, I just felt like I was, I mean, Instagram is still right there on my first home screen, but I just felt, I can't talk about it. But Yeah, anyway. I was going to say, can you talk about this? Now nope. I'm all worried about it. I just got fired. Um, <laughs> no, see, Amy, we can talk about whatever we want, and Lex has to shut up and sit there awkwardly. He just has to sit there and groove on it. Like, I stopped using Instagram mostly. I like it, though. I'm going to find the blue hair. It's just a streak. It's nothing. I'm going to find the blue hair. That's, uh, <laughs> that's man, gross. That's a layer beyond MILF. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Jonas thought that I was going to come home with like a full-on Marge Simpson Jonas, in some ways, or at least the, the relationship that you and John have posted about with him, made me consider some things for our own parenting. Because, you know, you've quoted him swearing online. Right, right. And, you know, when my wife was... Pre- I would not say that I'm a, a frequent swearer, only because, in case my parents listen, I don't want them to hear me say that I am. But I probably am. Uh, but even when my wife was pregnant, you know, she made the decision... Let's not swear around the kids, which is legitimate and fine and fair. When you say she made it when she was pregnant, but she wasn't one of those like, oh, you can't swear in front of my pregnant belly. No, she wasn't like that. You know, when we were at home, we tried to practice not swearing or we at least became aware of it. Yeah, we did that too. Um, I think that kids swearing is funny. I know John has an obsession with kids smoking cigarettes. I think it's really (laughs) funny when kids swear uh, and my wife doesn't. There are things that we disagree about where we simply agree to disagree. But on this one, I have decided that since I guess many people consider it or teachers or superintendents consider it inappropriate for kids to swear that I went with it and said, okay, fine, we, we won't swear in front of the kids. But I'm jealous a little bit that Jonas is allowed to swear. Well, he's. You know what? I think maybe I've given the wrong impression on Twitter because he does, you know, he has said all those things. And he he was kind of doing it when he didn't really know it was swearing. But now that he's gotten older, we kind of say, you know what, that really isn't a nice word. And sometimes we say them. And, you know, through movies and stuff, he's kind of learned that certain words aren't nice. When he was little, he used to, you know, he would just bust out with it spontaneously. And it was (laughs) it was funny because he heard it. And And then I remember when we kind of got him to stop, you know, when we started talking to him about it, when, um, for instance, at my sister's wedding, um, you know, we were sitting there, we we don't go to church, and she got married in a church, and he was maybe, maybe three and a half or four when she got married, and, you know, the pastor is up there talking, and he said, Jesus Christ. And Jonas stood up in the pew and he was like, why is he allowed to say Jesus Christ? That's why is funny. he allowed to swear? <laughs> and it was so mortifying, you know. But um, but the, so our thoughts toward getting him not to swear actually kind of made it worse. And it was like the most embarrassing thing because he just kept yelling, he's swearing, he's swearing. <laughs> I like that he didn't know that Jesus Christ was a person. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he really... He really did. So basically, he felt like in the middle of this wedding, somebody was just, motherfucker! Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Like, it was like totally the equivalent of that. And he wouldn't shut up about it because like once a four-year-old gets something in their minds, <laughs> you know, and he's just like, he's swearing. Why is he allowed to swear? I'm not allowed to swear. And it was it was terrible. But now, because we just haven't made a big deal about swearing, and when he says something, we'll kind of give him a look. Um uh, he's not obsessed with it. Like he just, in fact, he's a little bit of a Pollyanna about it. And he'll be like, oh, our camp counselor said the C word today. And I'm like, really? And he says, really? Crap. Yeah. Crap. Crap. <laughs> you know, or the S word, stupid. You know, it's. Ugh. 
he's, yeah. he's become a little bit of a of a priss about it, and it's it's kind of weird. And the other thing he'll do is he'll ask for permission to swear. Um, so <laughs> permission we, to swear freely, Mom. <laughs> so like um, you did at the beginning of the show, <laughs> right? Exactly. But like we were on Space Mountain at Disney World, and it was his first time on, and. Um, you know, he, we're on the ride, and he just screamed to me. He's like, "Mama, Mama, can I swear?" And I was like, "Sure." And he's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. But so sometimes he'll ask for permission, you know, and then sometimes it's like inappropriate. He'll be like, "Can I swear?" And I'll say, "Well, what do you want to say?" And he's like, "I just want to say something." And I'll say, "Okay." And he'll be like, "Daddy's kind of an asshole." And I'm like, "No, we don't. <laughs> we don't say that." <laughs> so he, it's your mama and John is daddy. Yeah. Is, yeah. And you picked those names for yourselves? I don't remember particularly cultivating. I know it sounds Southern, right? That he calls me mama. It, it's, it sounds, I don't know if I would, I, Southern maybe. I, it just sounds fancy to me. It's fancy. I call so, Lex daddy. It's pretty pretentious. <laughs> that Jonas is kind of a, am I, can I swear? <laughs> Permission granted. I've, uh, I remember a story uh, about Jonas's violent tendencies, particularly on oh. an airplane. And I've been dying to rehear this. This this is actually a fantastic story. We were coming back from Florida, um, and we were coming back at night, and we had probably been at Disney World all day. And so Jonas, he was maybe three, three and a half, um, maybe a little older, I don't know, but in the in that range. And he was exhausted, and he was just being a total dick, you know, the whole time, and in the way that only like a three or four-year-old can be. And he, we got on an airplane and he wanted to go in the bathroom with me. And you know what a plane bathroom is like. Like it's, there's just no room for two people in a plane bathroom. There's no room for one person. How do they, how do people have sex in there? I mean, that is like the worst sex ever. Like that's so gross. First of all, you're in a bathroom. Especially if it's with your mom. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say the worst, the worst airplane experience I've ever had. I have been on a I have been on a plane where they said uh, they've reported an engine is on fire. Another plane says one of our engines is on fire, so we're going to make an emergency landing surrounded by fire trucks and things. Bearing in mind that I had that experience, the worst experience I ever had on an airplane was changing my kid's diaper in an airplane bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Attention, parents. The next time you do it, you put the baby, you put down something over your airplane seat and the next seat that you're sitting in that, you know, the other family members in and you change them right there at the seats and you ignore all the angry stares from people and just do it because there's room in the seats and there's not room in the bathroom. Do you, you think that's bad? Do? I once flew uh, on a plane with vanilla ice. So <laughs> I, that was recently, right? Don't I yeah. remember that? Yeah, that was uh, like a like month. It was when I was flying out here to Amsterdam. Um, but so you were saying you're on the plane. Yeah. So and Jonas has not he's never been really violent but this was just like the kid you have battered mom syndrome (laughs) the kid was like at his breaking point so he wanted to go to the bathroom with me and that's like that can't happen and so i called john i was like john come get him like because i'm literally like fighting him like he's clawing his way into the bathroom and i was like john john come get him and so john picks him up and carries him back to the seat and as he's carrying him and like everybody's boarding so it's busy and everybody's up and looking uh you know, and John had said, like, come on, I'm going to take you back. And Jonas said, oh, yeah, well, I've got something for you right here. And he punched John in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like this tough guy. Oh, yeah, well, I've got something for you right here. I think maybe it was like when he was into Clint Eastwood movies. I don't know. 
And everybody looked and everybody saw it and everybody's thinking that kid is such a brat. And I could see it in John's eyes. Like John is like the least violent person in the world, but he wanted to smack the shit out of that kid. (laughs) I mean, he really, and I would have too. Like that's the thing. Like when your kid hits you, it's kind of awful. But when they do it in front of people, like you just really want to throttle them. Like, because it's just like, well, you've just told the entire world and I'm a shitty parent and I'm going to take this shit from you. And no, it was, it was so bad. Like John wouldn't talk to Jonas. And then like after Jonas did it, like he knew that he had really screwed it up. It's a really good line though. Oh, it was a perfect line. Like it was just such a tough guy from the movies line. It was so good. It was so good. And now we can all laugh about it. But at the time, like, John was so pissed. So then I had to deal with, like, bratty Jonas and pissed off John. (laughs) It was terrible. It's – no, but it's – I just want to say that, you know, I used to – and I think that this is such a bullshit thing to say because it doesn't work for anybody unless they have kids themselves. I used to always roll my eyes and be annoyed if I saw that I was sitting next to parents with kids on a plane. Um, and now I try to – now basically even if I'm flying without my kids, I try to give reassuring smiles to parents who have young kids on planes. Although I'm sure they all just think I'm either a pedophile or flirting with them or both. Um, <laughs> but it's – man, it's – the biggest empathy I've developed in my life was after having kids and then seeing parents with kids on airplanes. Even if the, if the kids are screaming, I'm just like, let me smile at you some more so you can see how not bothered I am by your screaming kid because I'm just happy it's not my screaming you know, Yeah, kid. exactly. You're just happy that it's not you. Like John will still get so pissed off and it's like, you know what? They can't help it like there is nothing that you could do in that moment like if your kid is flipping out there's just there's just nothing we've always been so lucky that jonas is a really good flyer um like we've flown to new zealand and he was amazing he throws up at the end but you know i can take it (laughs) he always throws up at the end but yeah uh, john is just so John's kind of a terrible person. <laughs> he really is. He was like giving me shit before I, I started doing this this podcast thing. And, you know, I was like, you're going to have to feed Jonas. And he was like whining about that. And I was like, you know, you need to be nice to me because I'm going to get on a podcast and possibly talk about you. So you just want to leave me with like the nicest impression. Wow. The Gruber's eat dinner late. I know what time we started recording this <laughs> Your podcast. Your kids are like in bed, right? Yeah. My kids go to bed at eight and you were eating. Your family was eating dinner without you at eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, my Jonas kids go to bed at seven thirty. Actually, oh my god, Jonas will be up until like one. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning here. I don't yeah, want to hear any complaining what? from either of you. That's exactly Is what it, I was going to say. Even on school nights, is he up until one? No, no. Okay, but now he's not in camp. He's not at school, so Got he it. can stay up. He can stay. You know what? He's and it's another thing that I don't know that we've cultivated it or if it's just his natural. He's always been like a a night owl, but then he'll sleep until noon. <laughs> wow! Kind of awesome. <laughs> so basically, basically, he's simply on Pacific time zone, even though you live in Pennsylvania. I got it. No, all the time. Jonas, he was just the most awesome baby, and he's like so. I don't know. Like I have friends who, no matter what time they put their kids to bed, they wake up at six, and I would seriously just kill myself. I mean, I would walk out on my family. That's why people walk out on their families. Yeah, this, this is how this is how people end up putting their kids in a car and then taking the emergency brake off. Oh, <laughs> I just was that too much? Should I not have said that? I think that, it's great. That might have crossed a lot. That's the no, guy who doesn't have any kids. On I apologize. You know what? I love my dog. My dog is awesome. The, you know what? I hate you, dog people. Oh my god. Pack me some sandwiches. That I've started using that by the way. You know what? It's I, I have gotten a lot of people using it. It's it's very like it's an effective way to say like, you know, I'm fed up. Um, so I, I forget. I had been at uh, South by and I had. Um, 
I had been talking to a friend, David Cairns, and he um, he had told me that I was mean, which I am, and I'm very mean to him, but it's because I adore him. And uh, so I was telling John a story about how David Cairns called me mean, and I was like, do you think I'm mean? Like, maybe I come on too strong or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, Jonas, who was listening, popped up. He's like, who called you mean? And I was like, David Cairns. And he was like, well, where does he live? And, you know, we said, he lives in California. And Jonas said, pack me some sandwiches. And while he was doing it, he was like, you know, putting a fist into his palm. (laughs) And so now, like, pack me some sandwiches has become our, you know, our, I'm going to kick some ass. So, like, whenever you're pissed off about something or if, like, John comes home and says that somebody did something to him, it's like, pack me some sandwiches. I'm going to kick that guy's ass. Does this happen a lot? You know what? It really does. I just like that Amy maintains that Jonas isn't a violent guy when he's punched his father in the face and is ready to beat up people across the country. I do. I, I'll be honest, I do not want to fuck with this kid. They do not fuck with this kid. This kid is. I don't know. This kid is so super awesome. Like he really. Oh, now I'm getting maudlin about it. Now, I, I, this is going to sound like it's a sharp segue, but it's not. I'm going somewhere with this. Can I? Uh, am I correct to assume? Is it safe to assume that we all hate uh, Jay Leno? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, okay, oh, so Dave loves Jay Leno. Come Fine. on, well, Whiskis. No, no, I'm, 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 I've got no love for the guy. I'm just wondering. Okay, that's Jay, fine. I'm, an, I'm air quoting right now. Is Jay Leno a, a euphemism for, for something? <laughs> well, no, I was, I, the, the reason yeah, where are you being, going with this? I, I'm no fan of Jay Leno's, but I will say that I, I believe that even on this inaugural episode, I'm willing to say to Amy that we're going to give her the, the Jay Leno treatment. Not in the sense that we're going to use her to, to screw over Conan O'Brien, but in the sense that uh, he became a permanent guest host on uh, the Johnny Carson show. And my point is you, Amy, you can be our Leno. You're welcome here anytime. You're <gasps> too fun to talk so, to. That is so nice. I have had such a good time. But uh, seriously, I think we're both... I can't speak for Dave because he was hesitant to say that he doesn't like Jay Leno. But um, That wasn't hesitant. I just I thought you were... I, didn't, I did not get where you're going with that at all. But I think that yeah. I think that you're great. I'm glad to get the chance to talk to you more and to have you here. So thank you for doing that. That is so nice of you. Thank you. This was really, really fun. Uh, well, the, the the proceeds of this podcast benefit women in tech. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep them out. Keep them out. I like the bathroom space. <laughs>